Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. <laughs> Feta, no. God damn it. Hi, Feta. That's my shoe. No, we don't eat. Here, don't eat this shoe. So no. Here, have this pizza slice. Industrious. All right, good job. All right, I gotta move the shoe now. It's under my butt. Okay. Vink <laughs> is chaotic, but Feta works hard <laughs> at being chaotic. Vink sleeps a lot. Feta is just carrying stuff around. The cocktail of the week this week is the Roman Holiday. Oh. Have you seen the movie Roman Holiday <laughs> with Audrey Hepburn? Probably a while ago. And They're Carrie, on Vespas, Carrie. I think. That's it. It's good. Yeah, but I don't think I, I don't know if I've seen it, but I remember the, I must have seen it. I remember the scene where they put their hand in the fount in the sculpture, and if you lie, it chomps your hand That's off. That's right, it chomps it. I've seen that thing, and it's scary. I didn't put my hand in there. <laughs> it's terrifying. I no, I don't want any misunderstandings, and it bites my hand off. I don't want that. Okay. Could be language difficulties. There mm -hmm. could be interpretation issues. Fair. And then chomp. I got no hand, and the freaking, what am I going to do? Argue with the freaking statue that bit my hand off? No. So point. I'm not doing that. That seems dangerous. Uh, well, the Roman holiday cocktail has Amaro Maletti, Campari, Ooh. cold brew coffee, pineapple juice, lime juice, demerara syrup, a pinch of sea salt, wow. garnished with the cinnamon stick. That's a pretty dense cocktail. Yeah, it sure is. Wow. Uh, coffee and pineapple juice work surprisingly well together in a cocktail, which like you wouldn't think so, I but it does. I would not expect. I mean, I could kind of see it now that you say it but i would never think super sweet pineapple and like you know coffee there's a decent number of tiki ish cocktails that have like pineapple and either coffee liqueur or you know some variations of those combos. good coffee liqueur is that australian mr black mr black it's very good it's very good we got it sent to us once and i'm still loving it we have sent since bought more just proving my theory that all Australian things are good. Oh, except all the deadly things there. There's a lot of those. Well, nobody's mailing those to us. Thank God. That would be considered an act of international terrorism. I did, I I did find some, you found me, some squeezable Vegemite the other day. It's in like a squeezy tube like toothpaste. <laughs> Which may be considered an abomination in Australia, but it's the American convenience. You don't have to like, sh you know, dribble it and drizzle it everywhere. It's just like squeezes out of a tube like what is now ketchup does it too here That's everything true. comes out of a tube do you like the uh, uh not a tube like a plastic bottle right yeah. i don't mean the actual tubes are german they yeah. put everything in tubes do you like the vegemite in a tube yeah That's good. i mean i like vegemite i've tried marmite it's not the same, not, the same. not as good it's no. more drippy for one thing which is for me a problem since i'm a messy man anyway Ma. drips everywhere That's true. you are but <laughs> Vegemite, more controllable. <laughs> All right, it's time for Administrative Corner, Ingo. I love Administrative Corner. You just do this to get me to enjoy it, and I always enjoy it. Sounds like a win. Yeah. Um, today is Wednesday that we're recording, and I have spent the last three days recording the audiobook for my book, The Purest Bond. This is even... I mean, I love Administrative Corner, but this is like the best item in Administrative Corner <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, poor Ingo has been on duty to like make sure there's no noise in the house because I'm recording here and my office is the little studio. So if it's like 
if there's thunder, which Ingo can't control, if the lawn guys are here, <laughs> which Ingo also can't control. I tried. I tried to control the thunder and, <laughs> and they did not accept. But like yesterday, Ingo went, there was thunder. And so Ingo took Remy to the office, which was good because he was making a lot of noise. But then Feta was here and she's not afraid of the thunder, but she was barking in her crate. So she was in the office. We were trying to record and the producer is great. And he also has dogs and he has a young dog, like an 11 month old dog. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, oh, like she just peed on the floor. And he's like, oh, yep. All right. Go ahead. Clean that up. Well, we didn't hear it. So carry on. <laughs> uh, it was very interesting. I did a pretty good job. You I think. did an excellent job. Now, at least tens of people will hear your voice <laughs> reading the book to them when they order the audio book. Wait, you don't even know how good a job I did. Fifteens of people. <laughs> You practiced in front of me and it was good. Oh, you did hear me read like the opening chapter yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, and I know your voice. <laughs> I know what you can do. You're like, oh my God, I know what you sound like, Jen. Gosh. Yes, and it's you very talk good. all the time. Uh, we're on an audio medium right now. People are listening and enjoying your voice. <laughs> At least the, 25, 30 people right now are, the, are listening. The producer today, he's like, I don't listen to audiobooks. I fucking hate them. He's like, I mean, I don't hate them, but my job is just listening to people talk. So I'm not going to like put on an audiobook and then listen to somebody else talk. He's like, I don't listen to podcasts. So Sorry, I'm not going to listen to your podcast. And I'm like, that's great. That's great. I'm not going to listen to yours either. <laughs> Jerk uh, face. <laughs> he's he's great. He was so good. It was really interesting, actually, because like normally this is a thing you do in a studio, right? Like in 10 years ago, you would have done this in a studio. Like the voiceover stuff you see for the like cartoons and stuff where it's like the people yeah. in the in the studio in the sound studio yeah i'd be in the sound booth and he'd be in the production space like behind glass um but it's like it's literally just the two of us kind of in this space together for like three full days but doing this, this is thing. how good technology is now right or yeah. or maybe or or if you're old like me how everyone has lowered their expectations of sound quality Oh, no, I'm recording like locally. Oh, we spent like two hours like adjusting the whole mixer thing and oh, really? like the positioning of the mic and like putting the curtains down over the windows to stop the sound reflecting. Oh, that's good. But yeah, we spent two hours on Monday like getting the audio quality right. And then I recorded on my computer and send him the files and then he engineers those files. So I just think it's impressive that you have to stand in the same place for three days. Otherwise, the sound changes. Yes. I mean, like, most people sit. He's like, are you sure you want to stand? Like, it's going to be tiring. And I was like, I, my butt hurts. Have you seen my quads? I can stand <laughs> all day. He, I can do squats all day. Want to watch me? And he's like, no, no, no. Sound quality goes down. At the end of the day, he's like, you stood the whole time. He's like, that's pretty impressive. And I was like, well, my butt hurts. So he has low expectations. He doesn't realize you could run all day <laughs> and also record a podcast. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it, it all went pretty well, except today we did like, there's two chapters in the book, The Purest Bond, one about like growing old with your dog and like making end of life decisions. And then one about grieving your dog. And then the conclusion we did, those were among the chapters we did today. And, uh, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to cry in these chapters today. He's like, I cried reading them. It's fine. And, uh, and so then I did. And then I was like, okay, like I got through the chapter on like when to decide to put your dog down with like much crying. There will be crying in the audiobook, you guys, if you want to hear me cry. 
Uh, and then I got through the like grieving chapter okay. And then I'm like, okay, the conclusion, which is just like dogs are great and they make our lives so much better. And like, isn't that awesome? And then I forgot that like, I mean, I literally wrote it. Like I have a co-author, <laughs> but I wrote the conclusion and she like added some things. But I wrote what's a really <laughs> fucking good paragraph <laughs> that's like kind of in exchange for all the great things that your dog gives you. You have like the you pay that back with the worst day of your life when you have to say goodbye. And like, you know, they start growing old and you rub their back and you make them food and you hand feed it. See, I'm like getting all weeby now. And like then you have to make this decision and put them down. And I would like forgot that was in there. Because I didn't read it ahead of time. And so I'm like, dee, dee, dee. like dogs are great. Dogs make their lives better. And then like, oh, you're going to rub their back. I'm like, this is fine. And then I'm like, oh, and then you're going to make them food. And you're going to hand feed it to them. And then they're going to die. Oh my God. And this I was like, oh, like no. That. He was crying. This is just I was like crying. a pancake book. This is uh, terrible. Where it comes out of nowhere and just smashes you in the face. I mean, it got him. He was crying. He had read it before. And he was still crying when I was doing it. So he is redeemed in my eyes. He's a good guy. Uh, so anyway, if you are not a reader of print books, you could buy the audiobook. It does count towards making Vink famous on the New York Times bestseller list. Wait, if you buy the e audiobook. What do you mean either or? Get them both. Or you could get them both. I have several copies. Let's get and go. So I can just send you a PDF right now. I got to see if they're all the same. They're the same. Well, I, I have all the audio files. I'm going to do research. I'll read you the book. You don't know what they're going to put out. <laughs> Who made that sound? Monk. Think. She's in a weird place. It's time for dog updates. There you go. Vink, good bridge. I mean, we have a teeny tiny puppy. Good segue. Oh, we do have a teeny tiny puppy. She oh remains real small. She's so small. She's gained a couple pounds since I met her, but she's real small. She's so small, you guys. Holy smokes. She still has puppy breath. She still has the teeny tiny teeth. Man, is she cute and nice. Man, when the, the vet the other day asked, oh, you have heart guard for her, right? And I'm like, oh, we have so much heart guard. And then I came home and you're like, all the heart guard we have is for 80 pound dogs. <laughs> she's, what did they say? This makes us even worse. She's six and a half kilos. <laughs> she's... 14 so pounds small. and you're like we can't like you know 187th of, of yeah. we can we can't do 84 87th of this slice so we went to the vet and got like the right dose of heart guard for her indeed for the smallest of dogs yeah. there are cats that outweigh her that's true yeah where is she probably sleeping on the rug we don't know. She's so small. <laughs> she could be. It's very hard to see her. You yeah. can uh, you can see all the other dogs. We went to the vet today. I'm I'm foreshadowing a little bit, and she fell asleep under my seat. The, yes. Like the in the examination room. She's very cute. She was just there as a visitor, not as the subject. Yeah, Guac was just getting his vaccines. And Guac needed some moral support. That's right. Some distraction. So she's doing overall pretty good. Uh, we're working in the housebreaking. She doesn't have many accidents. A few, but it's not terrible. Yeah. She doesn't have any in her crate. Yeah, that's right. And she, I mean, like, I haven't been woken up by her at night. You have, but she gets up like maybe once in the middle of the night. Yeah. And the clicking clacking when she just gets up, I can hear. And I mean, she doesn't cry yeah. or bark or anything like that. Thank God. I mean, we've had lots of dogs, including Vink, who would cry and cry or bark and bark. She goes in there and then like when it's dark, she's like, okay. Especially yeah. if I run around she, with her. She's before. had some moments if she's totally wound up where she barks 
in the yeah. crate. But I think even last night we just like five minutes last outlasted her. Oh, I put her in there last night and she went right to sleep because I like ran around with her in the yard and she's like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. And I was like in there, <laughs> lights off. Okay. Yeah, good work. Uh, she's doing great. All the dogs are getting along. The big dogs are trying to play with her and she like really wants to play, but is also like, oh, fuck, when they... <laughs> like pounce towards her she's a swimmer whatever. already which is uh, which is um advanced <laughs> for our crowd i told inga so i took her and guac out and uh i'm like i'm like anti-zoo i mean i know that there's benefits Ingo is pro-zoo i am anti-zoo i understand that like zoos give people loves of animals but also it's like torture of animals and like if you go to a zoo you know the animals that like have gone crazy from being confined and they like just do these like repeated actions over and over like they kind of loop yeah they go through their enclosure and they like bonk the tire swing and then go to the other side and turn around in two oh, circles it's terrible they it's have terrible. like a worn path oh, where they so walk sad. right uh so fana kind of did that with the water <laughs> yesterday so she she was like looking around and then like guac was in the water guac was standing around the water and i'd throw his ball on occasion and so she figured out the ramp so she'd like run 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 to the ramp and then she'd like take like three runs down the ramp and then she'd stick her front legs out and she'd slide <laughs> down on her tum like to like sled. the water line yeah. and then she'd dunk her head under the water and rub it around to the left and rub it around to the right and then she'd like turn around and like rub her whole self on the ramp while scooching herself up and then when she'd get to the top of the ramp she'd run across into the sand on the other side and then roll around in the sand and then she'd sit there for a minute and look around and then she'd run back to the ramp and like repeat the whole thing. Sounds like, like she was kind of sidewindering herself up the ramp. Yeah, that's right. And like, yeah, that's right. Cool. I think she jumped like walk chased the ball once. She's like, I'm gonna go too. And then she's like, she jumped in and like went all the, dunked all the way under and came back up. And then she does. She can't. She can swim fine, but it's not efficient. So it's kind of like she's leaned way back and she's like sploosh 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 it's all sploosh. front paws yeah she hasn't learned to kick the back ones like guacamole man she's gonna be a major water dog though yep uh, she's not afraid of the water she is real close to jumping in off the platform mm-hmm. i mean because she just has no real fear she's jumping now like you can just walk up the dock to the ramp and walk down the ramp but she keeps doing these leaps from like <laughs> this the seawall rocks to the ramp yeah it's a tiny little gap, but she's a tiny it's little It's a dog. leap that, like, for Remy is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, she does fine, but she kind of stands. She's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, oh, I she's don't know. danger dog. She Bling! really is. Yes. She makes it. Uh, so she's doing great. Everybody's doing okay with her. No problems. Not at all. Everyone at the vet loved her. This oh, was I'm, a different yeah. vet. This is Marathon uh, because Guac was up there for his shots. And they even brought another puppy in to meet her. <laughs> It was cool. She's the star. Guaco yeah. felt a little neglected. I was a little sad. Guaco, man, you're great. They also love Guac, but it's a puppy. All right. Are you ready for ramblings? Have we done all the dog updates? Have I mean, we updated on all the dogs? I think so. Okay. What sound is that? I think that's Vink. Yes. Vink is making weird sounds. Dog update. Vink is making weird sounds. Vink. Stop it, Vink. That, that's Vink is haunted. Update Vink is haunted. All right, from ramblings. Go ahead. Ramble on. Via the Daily Beast. Mm hmm. Fire department dog runs over girl four with golf cart. 
Oh, I have questions. A four-year-old girl was... What is she doing on a golf course? <laughs> a four-year-old girl was run over by a runaway golf cart after a fire department dog got into the vehicle and lay on its accelerator, officials said. <laughs> the incident took place on Friday night at, at a summer party in Westland, Michigan, in which the local fire department was using the golf course. An arson dog, trained to sniff out accelerants during investigations, named Bella, jumped from the cart's front seat to the floor, laying down across the go pedal. <laughs> this caused the cart to lunge forward, and the firefighters reacted quickly to try to steer the car away from any people and towards the tents that the fire department were occupying. Unfortunately, before the firefighters could bring the cart to a stop and remove the key from the vehicle, it struck a four-year-old girl and the passenger side front tire ran over her left leg. It's the trolley problem. <laughs> Although the girl was visibly shaken, she escaped uninjured. Oh my god, they steered away from the crowd into the four-year-old. The department says she was, quote, back to eating popcorn within minutes. Department, the department said... The dog had no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Dog's like, YOLO! <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for Taste of the Keys. Okay. We have, I believe, three Taste of the Keys stories this week because there's a lot going on in the keys today. That's excellent. We we will be listening carefully to to them. Number one, Tampa's mayor, Tampa Mayor's Big Catch on Keys Fishing Trip. 70 pounds of cocaine. Oh. The mayor of Tampa came to the Keys. She went fishing. She caught a square grouper. How much does she need to snort? That's ridiculous. There was something in the water. Why did she have, need 70 pounds of cocaine? Black and bobbing. The package adrift in the Atlantic caught the eye of a family enjoying a day of mahi-mahi fishing up the Florida Keys on Sunday in late July. <laughs> hey, look at that said Kelly Castor, a 61-year-old boating enthusiast. Boating enthusiast? Cocaine, replied his older sister, Tampa Mayor Jean Castor, as the package came closer, speaking with the assurance of someone who spent three decades in the Tampa Police Department, including about eight years in narcotics and six as police chief. Well, that's, that's, that gives her a lot of credibility, actually. Yes, the U.S. Border Patrol, was, Border Patrol would later confirm... 70 pounds of cocaine with an estimated street value of... What do you think 70 pounds of cocaine is worth? I Holy smokes. $13 million? It turns out 1.1. 1. 1. Huh. What? 70 pounds is Vink, bigger than Vink. Huh? That's almost a guaco man full of cocaine. Supply and demand, they go. <laughs> the family hauled the package wrapped in layers of fraying plastic and about, a th and about the size of a microwave onto Mayor Castor's boat, bloodied. From hours of fishing. Wait, the cocaine was bloodied? I think the boat was bloodied. Gross. A split in the wrapping revealed tightly packed bricks individually packaged. Hmm. Castor saved the location of their discovery on her watch off the Middle Key city of Marathon, and they headed back to their vacation rental, she later recalled in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times. Hmm. She's been taking this trip for almost a decade, she said, traveling south to search for spiny lobster during the annual two-day recreational harvest locally dubbed... Mini season. Mini season. Also mini on board season. were Castor's son and his girlfriend. I'm not sure she's allowed to trawl for cocaine during mini season. There's a lot of restrictions. 
Once they reached a no-wake zone, Castor dialed the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Back at the rental, they lugged the package to the dock, and a local officer arrived. Quote, I used to be a police officer in Tampa, she told him. They were soon joined by two federal agents who whisked the package away. Quote, Yet another load of drugs found floating off the keys, Fed say. Fifth this month, read a headline in the Miami Herald published the next day. We disposed of it all. They described her as a recreational boater, not mentioning the mayor of Florida's third largest city. She's the active current mayor? Yeah. Well, good for her. I mean, she didn't pull rank or whatever, do stuff. That's good. Oh, there's a picture. Look, here's a picture of all the little bricks laid out. They have butterflies on them. Isn't what? that cute? Why do they have butterflies on them? Listen, branding. But, but Okay. Okay. <laughs> why, why do they have... Every pack has a picture of a butterfly on it, yeah. which is fine. I mean, pretty. Okay. You suggested the second Taste of the Keys story, which was accompanied by an, an unrelated, mostly unrelated photo of two water spots in a lightning strike off the lower keys. Yes, not recent. No. But the photo, the uh, photo. It's an actual photo. It is an actual photo, but it is not from August 9th, 1950, which is when Today in Key West History shares the following story. Thousands of fish were found in the streets of Key West after a heavy rain. Most of the fish were along Carline Street between William and Grinnell. One theory was that a large water spout had carried the fish ashore. This theory was supported by the fact that most of the fish were mullet, which swim on the surface and could be picked up by a water spout. Still, others of the Caroline Street regulars insisted it had rained fish, and one man said he observed a full-grown sponge fall from the sky. I think this is this shows, this proves, first of all, I believe that absolutely happened. Rained fish. Yeah. And two, this proves that Sharknado is true. <laughs> and real okay based on real events if you can suck up a mullet you can <laughs> suck up a shark and splute it back on the shore <laughs> so i think that's great what what other explanation is there for a street full of fish than water spout well, i mean yeah aliens <laughs> i'm not saying it was aliens but it was aliens okay yeah Story cool. number three. I thought that was a good story. It's a great story. It happened. It happened. It was in the newspaper. Uh, so this is not story number three, but did you see Neil deGrasse Tyson did an analysis of where Barbie Land was and determined it was in the Florida Keys? No. Why not? How? Why? Why should I not just roll my eyes really hard at this? Yeah, I mean, you can. But he analyzed, I don't know, like the sun and moon patterns and was like, it has to be within this latitude and longitude, so it's in the Florida Keys. Maybe men should shut the hell up about <laughs> trying to explain the Barbie movie. Neil that deGrasse. Is great advice, Ingo. Come on. All right. Story number three was sent to us by two different people, both of whom happened to be parents of Cheddar Cheese the dog. Two different people, but <laughs> it's the same household? Yep. That's funny. It's only because Finn can't work the phone. All right. So the story's in the Washington Post. A parrothead researcher named a new marine species after Jimmy Buffett. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised that hasn't happened yet. That's a great... That is entirely appropriate. Paul's sickle. The number of last names I've had to try to pronounce in the last three days reading the book 
where we cite tons of research that are just like fucking Dutch and they've got like double vowels and a J in it. It hurts my brain. It hurts my brain and go. Well, you know, the Dutch ruled, had a huge empire at some point. It turns out we cite a lot of Italians in our book. A lot of Italians. They also had a huge empire at one point. Well, they do a lot of science on dogs. I'm just saying. Also, did I mention it's awesome that you recorded the audiobook <laughs> of your book? <laughs> That's just great. Just great. Okay. Paul Sickle, a University of Miami research professor, was fishing in the Florida Keys in 2015 when he made a decision. Sickle had listened to J- singer Jimmy Buffett for more than four decades, enjoying the songs Buffett produced when he lived in the Florida Keys in the 1970s. So Sickle decided that if he discovered a species in the archipelago, he would name it after Buffett. I just like to side note here. I had this teacher when I was in like sixth grade. She taught like gifted classes. She's made air quotes for that. Yeah. And I did not like her. And she had very bad fashion sense. Irrelevant. But go, I'll allow it. I remember C- it very on. clearly, though. She'd have these sweaters and she'd tuck them into these pencil skirts. And it was not a good look. Huh. That seems backwards. Uh, but she, we had archipelago as a vocabulary word once we, one week. And she pronounced it archipelago. Don't think that's right. It there may be another pronunciation. Makes me mad. There's, there may be another pronunciation, but archipelago is not correct archipelago in england or australia or in the u.s in the winter of 2021 the longtime parrot head finally got his chance when he and a team of researchers found an undiscovered species of marine cryptofauna tiny ocean organisms while fishing on long key island this summer long key is marathon I don't know why they call it Long Key Island. Key means island. It's long, but also that's its name. (laughs) It's Marathon. Marathon's a long race. It's all the same. This summer, researchers announced its name in the Bulletin of Marine Science Journal, Gnathia, it's G-N-A-T-H-I-A, Gnathia Jimmy Buffetty. One word. (laughs) J-I-M-M-Y-B-U-F-F-E-T-T-I. Jimmy Buffetty. Gnathia Jimmy Buffetty. Buffett wrote on Twitter, and then it says, now called X, that the name, oh God. quote, has a nice ring to it. Sickle, 61, hopes the three millimeter long isopod's name will help preserve Buffett's memory. <laughs> Wouldn't you just be like, you know what's going to make the world remember Ingo? Is that we named this three millimeter long isopod after him. That no one ever encounters or cares about. You call a lobster buffet or call, you know, a fish a buffet. <laughs> oh, I went h- hunting for buffets today. <laughs> I, I caught about 24 buffets. <laughs> I'm a scientist professionally, but I really love the arts. Ooh, you're a lot real, of work there. Ugh. Especially music, Sickle said. Sickle, you're a dork. I grew up as sort of a music junkie, so I really love opportunities to sort of bring the two together. Rick. Name a star after Buffett or something that people can actually relate to who's gonna who's gonna find a three millimeter you say yeah who's gonna use a freaking microscope and find a little crusty thing i mean scientists crustacean but it like no it's dumb sickle has attended dozens of buffett's (sighs) concerts including three in florida in the past three years it's like you're damning him with faint praise like 
Jimmy Buffett, you're so famous. You get a three millimeter cephalopod. Jeez. Using Not lights to attract organisms in shallow water in 2021, Sickle and other researchers attempted to collect Gnathidae, which is spelled G-N-A-T-H-I-I-D-A-E. Gnathidae. Is that once a year? Tiny larvae. Gnathidae. And parasites. Happy Gnathy Day to you, too. <laughs> after, re after researchers caught a species they had not seen before, they confirmed via genetic sequencing, which means they murdered it, that it was new. <laughs> researchers said the Gnathia gym... Whoops, we found a new species, but we killed it. <laughs> it did now. The Gnathia gym is the last one. Gnathia <laughs> Jimmy Buffy was the first new Gnathid, G-N-A-T-H-I-I-D, Gnathid, <sighs> Gnathid, Discovered in the Florida Keys in 100 years. Gnathy. <laughs> that's how Google says you say I it. think it's probably correct. Or you think the G is silent. It's nathy. Let's see. No. Oh, it is gnats, right? Like the things yeah. that bite you are not gnats. They're gnats. Although it is funny to say gnats. But this is Latin. News. Gnu. Gnu is with a G. Gnus. Natia. Natya. Natya. <laughs> Natya. Natya. Well, but I mean, I think that's AI generated. Oh, they have like all these pronunciations. Natya. Natya. I'm going to say I guess the, the G is silent, though. It's not GNU. It's. Natya. Jimmy Buffett is the first new Nathied. How do you do the double I? Google. Fuck you. Many fish feed on. <laughs> all right. Nathia Jimmy Buffetty is a parasite that is most active at night. Ew. Many feed on fish blood and hide in rocks on the ocean floor. Just like parrot heads. Scientists typically name species based on where they were found or on the species' unique features, Sickle said, but he has no qualms bucking that tradition. Oh, yeah, you're a wild man, Mr. He, Sickles. He first acknowledged musicians with his work in 2012 when he named a parasite from the U.S. Virgin Islands after Jamaican simmer, singer Bob Marley. <laughs> Buffett doesn't even get top billing in Sickles' life. Like, you're not much of a parrot head, dude. Well, The he, first thing I thought of was someone entirely different. The next sentence is Sickle thinks about his research from the Florida Keys whenever he hears a Buffett song that mentions an island or city there. When people from my generation boomer think of think of the florida keys they automatically think of jimmy buffett see and now when like gen zers think of the florida keys they think of us like the dogs yes. please name a species nathia guacomine nathia nathia <laughs> after buffett struggled to launch his music career he visited key west in november 1971 with singer jerry jeff walker this has nothing to do with sickles. In 1973, Buffett blossomed into a star after releasing his album A White Sport Coat and a Pink Crustacean. Buffett's most popular song, Margaritaville, was released in 1977 and was based partly on his experiences in Key West. Sickles says he's lately been listening to the 2009 song Beautiful Swimmers on repeat. Um, Okay. Sickle has searched the world for undiscovered species, and he has a list of other musicians he wants to honor, including... Just, just tell me somebody else you think might be on this list. Peter Tosh. Who's that? The reggae guy. Oh. Eric Clapton. Jerry Garcia. Oh, yeah. 
Eddie Van Halen. No. And Henry Capono. I don't know who that is. Capono? K-A-P-O-N-O? No, might be Hawaiian. Maybe he does Hawaiian stuff. Hmm. He seems like more yacht rock than that. Oh, he is Hawaiian. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he dead? No. I don't know. He's alive. Artists in general are great at presenting things and exposing people to things because that's what they do. (laughs) Dude, you got to find some more interesting species than three millimeter sized little lumps. All right. I don't want to make fun of this guy who's technically my colleague because he's a professor. No, but it's very niche. He should find species that are cool, not little microscopic things. All right. That's all Uh, I'm saying. It's time for German of the Week. Raise your sights. Is that was that all the the stories that about the keys? That was three tastes of the keys. Yeah, we're good. The Stop best one was the so water dumb. spout one. I mean, obviously that was a good one. I don't know why. You, <laughs> I don't know why you have a problem with that one. Better than Nathia Nathia. <laughs> What's the German word of the week? Nathia. Uh, it is Welpenschutz. What does that mean? You know. Schutz der Welpen. <laughs> it schutzes the Welpen. I, uh, it's, <laughs> it's like Flammenwerfer. Yes, it werfs the Flammen. It werfs the Flammen, <laughs> which actually I understand, but I do not understand this new word. Um, Welpen is the word for puppies. To whelp. No, it's not a verb. I'm sorry, did I say verb? The word for puppies. I mean, Welpe is a puppy. It's like a whelper. Yeah, more like a welder with a P, but but you're in the right. <laughs> yes, it's a welper. And Welpenschutz um, technically means protecting puppies. So it's it's based on the behavior of dogs who protect puppies and are nice to them. But it's used a little bit metaphorically, a little bit uh, um, not just for puppies. It's It's like whenever... You know, someone starts a new job or is like the, the low person on the totem pole. You kind of give them some grace and and oh. protect them and give them a few chances and don't be a dick to them. That's right? nice. Like it's Welpenschutz. Not, I mean, not every workplace has that, but they sh- kind of should. Oh. Like it's not a law. It's just sort of human behavior where you kind of, I mean, the new guy should get get protected. No. Get, Get some chances, get some slack. Cut, cut the new guy some slack, right? Or new gal some slack. It's a open shoots. Yeah, like a puppy can bite your tail, Vink, and uh. it's not like you overreact or anything. You're just like it's a puppy. I mean, you know, pointy teeth and all. Yep. Yeah. So the open shoots. Nice one. Hmm. Uh, you can have Ingo Corner if there's anything else you want to say. Thanks to everyone for sending all the things to the P.O. box. It really makes Ingo feel loved. He loves seeing your cards and it makes him feel really appreciated. Do and he we thinks have you any, guys are great. It, uh, yes, all those things are actually true, even though it spoken in a sarcastic voice. I guess maybe I won't buy the audio book if it's all sarcastic. Like I that. literally will just Sarcasm. read you the book. Sarcasm. <laughs> Did you write it, read it sarcastically, rolling your eyes? <laughs> yes. Um... Is there is there a a return to administrative corner about the potential show in October, or are we not ready to announce that yet, even though we've announced it? We're gonna do a thing, and we don't have any more information except it's gonna be in November fourteenth. Okay. In Orlando. I mean, that's some. But I'll I'll announce details in administrative corner when I have details. Ingo. 
I think this is the Don't vagueness. try to out-administrative corner me. I'll do I'll do it. I don't you, care. You will not. I'll try. And you failed. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I won, but, you know. Because you didn't. Throw a couple things against the wall and see what <laughs> sticks. Sure, sure. That one did not. I'm not afraid of you. Maybe you should be. I'm a little afraid, but not like <laughs> deadly afraid of you, probably. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. S- until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye.